0: You're tuned in to another episode of Afro Three Eight Seven, your favorite podcast. Now joining me for today's discussion is my very able co-host, Wavy F. Baby, Wavy, what day yeah. happen? I
1: like the way you mention my name. Say it again.
0: <laughs> Wavy F. Baby.
1: <laughs> Yo, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> What's up with you?
0: Uh, not nothing much. Just mm. another Sunday. Yeah. 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 All right. How has your week been?
1: Um, it's been okay. It's been okay. I mean, I'm alive, and uh, uh-huh. everything is building up slowly towards the end of the year. So it's okay. It's all good.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, going right into today's episode, we want to discuss a few things that are going on in the country, geographically, Ghana to be precise. So um, first, off, without wasting much time, um, I would read this from GH1TV Twitter, now X handle. Government through the Minister of Trade and Industry K.T. Hammond, has submitted a bill to Parliament seeking to restrict importation of a number of products including rice, poultry, cement, sugar, canned tomatoes, soft drink, guts, bladders, mineral water, ceramic towels, mosquito coils, and insecticide. If the bill passes importers who seek to bring such products into the country would require a certificate of clearance from their government way v what do you think about this <laughs>
1: so um when i when i saw that tweet the first thing i did was uh, the first thing i let me hold my thoughts back the first thing i did was go into the comment to see if there's somebody who agreed with what i was already thinking immediately i saw it and the first comment i don't know if you look at the comments the first comment was just exactly what i was thinking
0: mm-hmm. so
1: um the i don't i don't know can you can you or you are reading it if you are reading can you read yeah. the first comment yeah.
0: yeah so um this is by sk the first and he okay. says, if you are banning it, do it outright. This certification process will only create avenues for those in charge of issuing the certificate to demand for bribes and serve their own interests. We make laws and policies in this country like blind people.
1: Perfect comment. Perfect comment. You see, um, hmm. like blind people, they like blind people. I don't know i don't know sometimes it feels like we have some 13 year olds running the government you know not just this government but like like if you look at some of the laws and how they've been broken and how they haven't like they haven't they haven't kept up and um how do i say you see times change laws will change things would have to be put in place because human management is one of the most hard it's one of the hardest things okay one of the hardest things so when you are managing people as a government as president whatever when you make laws you have to like sometimes revise these laws and that's 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 separate that's one thing okay the difference between the developed countries and the developing countries is when a developed country makes a law and they see oh okay after a year or so they see that there are people that you know as a human being that made the law right so they are yeah. the same human beings that think around it and they find another way to do what they want to do, like bypass it. So the diff- the biggest difference is the developed country, they would go sit down and revise that law. They will change something. So you you realize that that same law in a period of like five years, it's changed so much that it's beaten It becomes very difficult. Where we are from, pass the law and go and sleep. Pass the law and go and sleep. That's even a different topic altogether. Now, when I saw it, my first thought was like, okay, that's good. But then I was like, but wait a minute. Already, before you even try and pass a law like this, you should have, like in its in a, in the last ten years, right? You should have tried to make sure that there were enough industries, local industries, to take care of their supply, in in case uh, this. Thing you are doing reduces the foreign the the, the 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 demand on the foreign products right so if you have created the the the, the local markets right to take care of whatever shortage you would okay if you introduce this certificate whatever 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 but here's the case i don't think we can say that we have industries that are ready to take care of uh, uh, uh most of these things that you are talking about sugar rice how what how's how is our local rice in ghana doing you understand? Who, who, who especially in the urban areas wants to eat Ghanaian rice yes we're not taking care of these things and then you say you want to introduce you don't have the industry industries in place to take care of the demand when it comes and then you are saying that you want to pass this uh this law to enact this certificate and do this and do that and do that okay fine what happens when immediately you pass these things and now uh people are still uh, still want these products because even the local market is not able to meet their demands. Even if people want the local market, right? It's not able to meet their demands. So now people will be like, okay, then we still want the forest. So now the few people that would, of course, they are human beings, go and see whoever issues the certificates, pay them wholesome money. So it's going to be a big risk, big reward, you understand? If you're able to import some of these things and bring them into the country, chalewa wa ye, ye Yes, then you finish because now your competition is little. You have big money and then you can actually get the certificate for yourself. You you can pay your way through. And then whatever, because whatever you invest, trust me, your reward will be be five, ten times greater, right? So if you want to do something like this, there should be a setback. Okay, in the next 10 years, we want to make sure we have industries where we don't have to import sugar. We have enough industries where we don't want to one way you can go about this is making sure that in let's say a, a span of 10 years, five years, five years is small, but in 10 years we have enough industries where the local produce is the price of the local produce is the advantage over the the, the, the foreign imported produce. So sorry, the foreign imported product. So you look at it and be like, okay, no, there's no way I'm going to buy um, a, a local. Like I'll give an example where I am, where I am here in Japan, the the local rice so the local rice in japan is quite similar to the local rice in ghana i'll be honest with you like yeah. it's, there's not, it's not much difference like that kind of sticky short grain rice right so um but the people here have kind of like should i say been tuned in a way to make to to always accept the things in their place the things that are produced in their place like that's the best but honestly it's not you understand and then me coming from ghana i have always been uh eating what well, thai rice and basmati rice and uh well, so when i came here I, I ate the japanese rice i didn't like it and then i bought the thai rice now guess what the thai rice is way more expensive it's like twice the price okay so this is what happens if i don't have money i go and buy the japanese rice then probably like maybe when it gets to like christmas or like these festive seasons or when i actually want to like when i actually have a lot more money and i want to like enjoy then i buy the foreign uh the foreign product so you see what's going on it's a decision you have to make that decision so already the local market is already doing well because there's enough produce from the local market, and the price is not they are not competing against each other for the same prices so you are not killing local industries by importing you ask the people are still important, but it is people that have taste for these things that's important. I don't know any Japanese person that eats uh, foreign rice. I ask them and they tell me they eat the local rice. But they tell me that there are certain dishes that they do that sometimes they prefer to use the foreign, but it's it's rare. You understand? So if you want to do things like this, make sure there's enough local. The industry, the local industry is not even competing with the foreign industry where the prices. The availability of goods and services and the demand is there and people actually want to you've made the advertisement you've actually allowed the people to to, oh sorry not advertise but conscientize the people to actually purchase locally made products right then you say okay now we want to abolish or we want to reduce the importation of foreign goods or we want to overprice foreign goods so that when you import these things people actually have to make a decision whether they really want to spend money on a foreign product produce or a local one which is maybe not so different or if it's not even that good uber fans are, right so that's exactly what i thought and when i saw that comment as the first one i was i was really happy so that's that basically my thoughts and yeah
0: okay so uh, a quick run through of the listed items or selected items um rice Guts, bladder, and stomach of animals, that is one item, that's two. And three, poultry, four, animal and vegetable oil, five is margarine, six, uh, fruit juices, seven, soft drink, eight, mineral water, we import mineral water, nine, noodles and pasta, ten, ceramic tiles, eleven is corrugated paper, and uh, paper board 12 mosquito coil and insecticides 13 soaps and detergent 14 motor cars oh okay 15 iron and steel 16 cement 17 polymers plastic and plastic products 18 fish 19 sugar 20 clothing and apparel 21 biscuits and 22 canned tomatoes. Um, hmm. I mean, motocars. cars. Uh, so, uh, w- w- what was the take here? What's the deal? Are we going to be using Kantaka or buying from Kantaka? At least we have <laughs> that option. Um, wait, wait what's, what's the
1: phrase? What's the phrase? Motocars. Yes. What do they mean by motocars? Is it that car or a <laughs> <laughs> well, we go, <laughs> go
0: and go. <laughs> or oh, maybe motor and cars <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh cement okay we have um ibrahim mahama who has his cement uh factory and all of that so probably we can rely on that Gassem. rice for yes not gasem uh jata jata cement hey
1: which one is jata cement
0: ibrahim mahama mahama's brothers yeah but i'm saying cement. that there's also gasem Ga- but Gassem is not Ibra- for Ibrahim Mahama. Ibrahim Mahama no. is Jata yeah, But I don't like I, I don't remember the last time I heard of Gassem or how effective <laughs> they are, to be honest. Like Ibrahim um. Mahama came with a Jata and that's all I know now, like Jata cement. Mm. Yeah. So if Gassem is still in operation and in business, then we also have Gassem. So yes. Uh, but like uh for instance, rice takes about one thirty days after sowing, before you can harvest. That's, let's say, four months thereabout. Now, what Mm -hmm. uh, Katie Hammond is saying is that he's not seeking to, like, ban importation, but Mm -hmm. he rather wants to uh, increase uh, local production and reduce reliance on imports, which is okay, which is understood. But what he's saying now is that... um, We have till like December to consume all the foreign varieties and for importers to also import as much as they can. But the bill is supposed to take effect. It has not been approved or passed into law yet, but it's supposed to take effect from 2024, hopefully Jan 2024. I mean, if people are doing some of these things here and there already, it's on a very minimal scale. Okay, and if this becomes a law and is passed, how long would or are are they even like equipped to produce as much so that we don't have food shortages? Because that that would be an even more um, worrying concern and a crisis that you are going to cause. You are trying to fix one aspect, but yeah, mm-hmm. you you end up creating a problem elsewhere. Now, you also saying that this is not a ban. It is not a ban, but you you want to increase uh, local production. First of all, how are you increasing local production? Just by um, making importers pay for a certificate, which probably would reduce importation or like that's the goal to reduce imports. How do you equip the local people to produce? Are you just placing the ban? Oh, it's not even a ban. Are you just giving certificates to those who can afford it to import and then watch and sit? Are you not supposed to like put measures in place to ensure that these people are equipped to produce on large scales in good quantities and quality to cater for the needs of the people? You can't expect uh, this drastic change in a month. It's it's not possible. None of these are possible. Like for instance, ceramic tiles. Do we do we have a company that does that locally? All these people are foreign owned. I know, like so many Chinese companies who do that, but they probably import it. They don't they don't make it here. People import so many of these things. Now, Mosquito Coal, I don't think there's even one company that makes Mosquito Coals and insecticides in Ghana. I know uh, Saso which is Samba. so as to whether they make it here or not, you don't really know. You know that the companies are here and they are selling. But as to whether they make them here, it's it's very difficult to ascertain. Mm. So most of these things, but I mean fish. How do we import fish? <laughs> Wow, how do we import fish? Hmm. And the poultry, like how many poultry farms do we have?
1: We are the coast. We are the coast though. Gulf of Guinea, we are importing fish. So what, what should what should the what should countries like Côte d'Ivoire do?
0: I mean, I mean long term eh, this bill. I will not really say it's a no, 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 or trash it. Like, it's it's a good idea. It's a step in the right direction. But mm-hmm. how it's coming up is the problem, like free SHS, where you want so many people to pass through the schooling system, but in contrast to quality and... Um, um what was it called so many people schooling under trees and stuff like that like their resources their infrastructure is not there but we just want as many as can to pass through the education system mm. we, we we should not do it like that also and the certification again like the person said this is going to like the rich is still going to get richer because if you can yeah. afford to pass through those stages and get your certificate You are good to go. Once you come, nobody's really regulating your prices and stuff like that. So monopoly is going to form in one way or the other. And it becomes a constant cycle. I guess we should not just want to pass laws and bills, but we should put a a structure in place that will sustain these laws and bills that we are trying to pass. Because what's the point in passing a a bill into a law and it dies, it phases out because of lack of structure and proper implementation? We should do things right, sit down, do our research, do what we need to do to make sure that this thing is sustainable. And once it's sustainable, we will all benefit from it. But we should not just rush and do things and like make mistakes or even cause more damage than good Hmm. yeah i guess that it's it's a good idea but i think they should go back and redraft and consider certain things and make sure that yes you want to increase local production but are these people equipped are they equipped to produce
1: You, you know you know what would have been you know what would have been great if in the last um seven years the mpp government talking about one district one factory one you know if they were really able to like to like do those things that they said they were going to do and then they started saying something like this that would have been that would have been it you understand that would have been perfect you see some of these fish and chicken we are talking about they are being imported by these same big business people that are in politics how are you going to stop the importation of these things if they do this certification they are the first people they are, they are the first people that will line up to get the certification so nothing is nothing stops this time just like you said like monopoly they are able to like regulate nobody tells them how to regulate price they do how they want because just a few people selling and those same few people just in and will probably this certification will probably be for those people the upper echelons and their friends to political leaders and the political leaders themselves so i mean to me it's a good idea just like you said but do you have the industries in place to like you are saying mosquito coil i was actually thinking okay maybe mosquito, mosquito coils are made in ghana but then again even toothpicks ever here is not made in ghana so you well, know we have bamboo i think bamboo is what's used but we are importing toothpick from china so if you ask us, like if you want to stop the importation of this do you have a local industry that's taking care of this ceramic towels do you have a local industry that is taking care of this you know they, they 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 have to be serious like I said earlier it's like we have 13 year olds just making wishes in in parliament and passing laws that they they are not going to see to the revision of it they are just doing it just to say that in our time we did this and what do we get out of it? did you rather put people in? I mean come on come on we should have that conversation like 10 10 years from now not now when most of these industries are non-existent
0: yeah i have
1: I a mean... friend sorry sorry i have a friend who i had a friend who was um uh, rearing chickens and he was telling me that yo these chickens the only people that purchase these chickens especially um uh, the only people that purchase these chickens are people like you and i you know especially during the mm. festive season christmas and whatnot but the restaurants and these people using them on their last they are never they never buy from any local farmer they buy they import the frozen chicken yes and they import mm. the frozen chicken imagine there's a ban on that imagine how this will boost the local farmers uh, chicken produce imagine imagine the number we would have gone into this kind of farming starting up a chicken uh, rearing business it's not so difficult it's, it's, a, it's a very money uh money hungry project but this is something that a lot of people could start in their backyard and guess what this would be good business for a lot of people you know you don't just sit in government you don't sit there and just pass, uh, come up with some of these bills just to tickle yourself you know well how is the industry doing how's the local industry performing you understand a lot of foreign products are being sold the same price as the local but who would buy the local? who look at all these Kit cuts and some of these chocolate that we have in the country they are sold at the same price or even cheaper than our local chocolate why would i buy the local chocolate
0: hmm. yeah so i guess they should just sit back and <laughs> do a lot of structuring prior yeah. to passing this and making it a law i mean it would be good it would be good we don't uh downplay the impact of what this would do but then if it's done right then it's for the benefit of all of us so yeah they, mm-hmm. they need to put some structures but yo, one the chicken eh, why is it that our local chickens are they are nice oh, they are sweet but they are lean and the foreign <laughs> ones are big like so when you fry ours they shrink mm-hmm. but then when you fry the, the foreign one the size remains like the value is the same I don't get it.
1: It's the feed they are given to some of these chickens. Is the feed, mm. you know. But I, like I said, I had a friend who was into this. And I think he stopped because it, I got to a point where it wasn't lucrative enough. So he stopped. But his chickens were really big. Trust me. His chickens were really big. And if we if we just took one, if we just took one like this, the kind of food that you would get out of that particular one chicken, I'm telling you, so someone like this if if, if if people purchase this product like that and then um you tell me that you want to stop importation people would go for products like that as opposed to the lean one the lean one what they are doing is that they buy the chicken uh very close to let's say christmas is coming around this time they buy them feed them very little uh food very low quality food actually you know that the, the food they are great sort of food right they have the food that they feed them that is very like high in nutrients and then there's the one that is it's just okay you know so they feed them with a mm-hmm. very low nutrient and then they feed them not enough so they are just doing this and they'll come and sell that chicken to you for like i don't i, I don't you know these days when i mention prices because i'm not abreast with <laughs> when i mention people mm-hmm. be like Wait, what are you talking about that was like two years ago price so i don't want to mention any price but they come and sell it as expensive as, as, expensive as anything. So when you import this foreign chicken that you're talking about in a box, frozen, and it looks this big, you as a local, you as a, 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 an individual, will even stop buying from the local farmer and go to uh, what do you call it? Go to um, wh- whoever to buy that imported chicken. So this is some mm. of the things that you can start with. Honestly, I feel like chicken is one of the things you can. Chicken and then uh, fish you know, chicken and fish, we shouldn't be importing these things. These things you shouldn't even do. There shouldn't be even a certificate for it. You understand? You should give Mm. a two-year grace period for maybe 2020. Like, I mean, they right now, they are going out of power. So anything they say, I don't take them serious anymore. But let's say like two years ago, they said in 2023, we are going to stop importation of chicken. Anybody Mm -hmm. who is interested in going into the chicken business, we have avenues where we are ready to help people to start up this business you understand yeah mm. there was there was i think there was in the ndc government there was some initiative like that to help these local uh, uh farmers and whatnot mpp also came and did the same thing but they rebranded it you know they changed their name and whatnot but you see if you say something like this and you say in the next two years we are going to stop importation of these things by that time there are so many people actually producing chicken we don't even see the difference we don't even see that there's a there's a redu- there's a reduction in uh, 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 supply. It's just like the same. This is boosting mm-hmm. local businesses, you understand? So, you need to be yeah, serious. Yeah, that even
0: to. reminds me, like, even yesterday when I went to the market, like, mm-hmm. salmon, okay? We import salmon from Abidjan. Wow. Sure. And, and when you go, you, Abidjan, oh, salmon, they're, salmon they're, they're Abidjan.
1: Abidjan. Abidjan, not... do they have any sea around them?
0: Yeah, they do.
1: Abidjan has sea? Eh? They
0: do. Abijan salmon, Abijan salmon. Then the
1: <laughs> pilot.
0: <laughs> Hello. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, there, but she, but she was looking at me in some weird way, be like that. But me, I, I talk my own. So, when you find the local salmon, eh? That is like the chicken too. The size is small, but then they they can pack it like four for 10 cities compared to the Abidjan one that you're buying one for 18 cities or 15 cities based on the size. So why is it that um, outside their products are bigger than ours? We should look into that and make sure that ours are also looking attractive and juicy and they are from here. So you don't pay any duty and all, all of that. And the price will be cheap. Even carrots. Imagine carrots. Now, when you go to the markets, you don't find local carrots so from Ghana. They tell you Morocco. Where Morocco, you Morocco. And they are huge. If you compare it to the local carrots, those ones are huge so what are they doing that we are not doing if you see our carrots our carrots are really like slim and lanky but these these ones are huge big in size and then expensive can you imagine about two carrots for five cities one two for five cities carrots So we should look into all these things and make sure that our our products or whatever we are we are seeking to achieve are of good quality and can actually compete with the international ones. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's my last comment. I
1: I I made a mistake. I I I don't know why I seem to think I I was thinking you I replace these two countries, Burkina Faso and then Abidjan. Oh okay. I replace them in my mind. So, so yeah, they are close. They are close to the sea. They also have the. Are, they also have access to the Gulf of Guinea. Now, if they have access to the Gulf of Guinea, why do they have bigger salmon than we do?
0: I have no idea. And we have a Ministry of Fishery, which we should be looking into some of these things. Like you
1: should, you should see the office of the Ministry of Fishery, and uh, they call them what, aqua aquaculture or something. You should see that. Mm-hmm. You should see some some, some office being some corner in some remote. Area B of A, you know. When you see the office, you know that there's nothing going on here. I'm telling you. Yeah. When you see okay. the place, you know that there's nothing going on here.
0: This is just by the way, but you know that the daughter of the the minister, kumsen is married to our classmate or Amamata, whatever Gazei.
1: Daughter of come again.
0: Gazei Snow.
1: Oh, is married to who?
0: The daughter of kumsen who is the minister of uh, fishery and aquaculture
1: interesting
0: oh yeah interesting. and the
1: wedding was big yeah
0: but then that, that's just by the way
1: <laughs> oh i didn't know that, <laughs> okay. <back to> that.
0: <laughs> mm. no you know mm. all right so uh moving on to the next one now for about two weeks to a month now okay Maybe since you're mm. not in ghana i don't know probably you might have heard or seen but there have been a visible signboard of a man in um suit but his face is a max okay yeah. and then it's like the new force uh, tr- basically the vibe people were getting was that this is like a new political party or a new political movement that is going to shake the political scene okay yeah. so i think quite sheldon did the first uh trying to like the dots in place and he he and his team thought it was cheddar now from bongo ideas uh, page on twitter also he has come out to say that yes indeed the new force or the person behind the new force is cheddar now i've not seen any like official
1: Hello.
0: Nana Kwame Bediako. That is his best um,
1: name. Um um. You, Debbie, you might need to check your internet. I don't know whether it's yours or mine, because you seem to go off for a couple of like maybe like five seconds and then you come back. I don't know why that is. It happened earlier and then it happened now.
0: Oh okay sorry about that can you hear me now
1: I can hear you clearly now so I don't know it doesn't even like mess up when it. it just goes and then comes back as normal like nothing happened Oh okay um, Anyway, right. yeah.
0: Hmm. So yeah um Bongo Ideas wrote this on his Twitter handle okay. or X hmm. handle proposed policies of Nana Kwame Bediako AKA Chera And he's also known as uh, Jacob, Freedom Jacob Caesar. I don't know how one person has three names or even more. So um, his policies are, or his proposed policies would be to um, change the current constitution, prosecute all corrupt former officials within 30 days, run a lean government of only 14 ministers, free healthcare to replace free SHS, remove all bad taxes that is covid tax e levy bet tax etc invest over 1 billion in startups and small businesses all regional intercity and trunk roads dualized and towed. equip all students with practical skills in TVET, it <laughs> engineering agriculture etc student loans for all tertiary students Reduce taxes on businesses to increase employment and productivity. All statutory ministries will all work from one building to reduce costs. Investments in green technologies and renewable energy to reduce carbon footprints. Improve housing by introducing a subsidized mortgage program, replacing all old architecture with modern ones. Government accountability is paramount. Citizens uh, forum set up to encourage feedback and criticism, and then also um, he will not receive salary. Will fund his interval and external travels himself. Will not reside in the Jubilee House. It will be used as a tourist attraction. Now th- these all sound good, okay? But I just mm, want to hear incredible. from the from from the horse's own mouth <laughs> whether he is it. In- is he the new force, or is he not, or whoever is, should just take off the marks at this point because we can't wait. Yeah, so maybe Uh, you also sent me a video on that, you might want to mm. uh, talk about it, and then you're judging on this. I don't
1: remember remember what he was saying in the video. Okay, in the (laughs) video, I think he was talking about the same things, the same things you just spoke about, like, changing of the... he, He basically was talking about how most of our leaders are, like, what, 80, 85 years, and what, like, what does that person really bring to the table that person has probably like lived his whole life and that person is not as active and strong as he as a young man is and um so um yeah basically that person is not well abreast with what is going on to be able to change the education system to be able to change like uh, put in place like industries and whatnot right but he as a young man he believes he can actually like bring a lot of change basically i was around the same things that you you just said and um now my my thoughts right yeah. um yeah so you were wondering whether it was him or it wasn't him at, mm. still at this point i think it's, it's, it's quite obvious that it is him you know he's him <laughs> and uh yeah because you know uh those those posters and whatnot there were those uh billboards there was this um uh, you know that how do they call that thing when you, that thing that they put at the front breast pocket for yeah for the, like the name.
0: handkerchief kind of thing the something.
1: handkerchief kind of thing There's a name yeah. for it. i've forgotten mm. so people were able to identify like in his other pictures they saw that thing there and it's the same thing that is, is there on the max thing so people were able to read that even before he came out to say but i think he overbuilt their anticipation
0: mm. you
1: know yeah, it got to a point where people didn't really care anymore, and then he was like, "Okay, yeah, so this is the face of the." You, you, you get what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, it, it's been it, this thing happened like, you know, you just wake up one morning and the billboard is there, mm. and then you want hey, what's what's going? On? Who's this? And then you wake up another morning, it's a different billboard at a different place or something, and then it's like things shift to start to focus on other things. Other things become the trending topics, and then now you are like, "Yeah, so the face of the billboard is I." And it's like, oh, (laughs) so I don't know. But then again, he's um, he's he said a lot of uh, promising things, which honestly, I'll be honest, I've heard it from like almost every other candidate. I'll be honest with you, apart from the lean government, 14 ministers, he said a lot of the things I've heard from the other candidates. And uh, I don't know, you know, sometime back, I heard his name, his name was all over the place. I was like this I went to check his Instagram and somebody said they call him settings man Settings man in the, it like Settings meaning like Charlie the picture the picture the the outfit you know the background and the way he's taken is I don't know honestly I don't see I don't see how this is somebody we should really take serious I mean he has to put some work in it to me. He really has to put some work in it, really show us that what he's really about, what he really plans to do. Because beyond that, I just feel like this is probably somebody who's going to use this as as a platform to... Let me watch my words. But I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it looks more like a social media influencer than, 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 than looks like a presidential candidate. He would have to show me some working. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I've heard about him, like, here and there, not really paid much attention into uh, digging into who he actually is as a person and his belief system and what he has done, his track record and stuff like that. But then Mm -hmm. once it becomes a national thing, like, if indeed he is him, he is a new force, because people are, some people or some school of thought think it's Captain Smart and who is all i don't know if you know him but he's also resigning from onya so probably but then let's just come back to cheddar so i did uh, what
1: what what does captain smart got to do with this
0: yeah other people think captain smart is the new force okay yeah but then even if i look at the pictures critically yeah captain smart is taller than cheddar and the new force guy looks like a bit tall. But it's, it's quite tricky So I me. Mean, I can't wait for the official unveiling, to be honest. But if it's him, I mean, this he is um, 43 years old. Cheddar is 43 years old. Okay. He has four boys. He's married. His background, um, he says uh, his mom was poor, but his dad was a bit wealthy. And um, his dad gave he and his elder brother money. To start something with. His brother used his to buy bread and eggs and then he bought a uh, poultry and then started mm-hmm. um, wearing them and they were laying eggs so he was basically in business. So that is how he honed his entrepreneurial uh, skills and whatever. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, he also uh, attended is it Academy, okay. yeah, he attended Akra Academy and then from there he went to APAM SHS. Mm-hmm. From there, he enrolled at Waltham Forest College in the United Kingdom and proceeded to the University of Westminster in London. Okay. Now, um, so when Louis Masters, wrote, that is right, no. That was no. like degree, but even that one he dropped out. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> like I said, I did I did some digging, and the the stories were well composed and all of that, but I felt like I kind of questioned accuracy. Oh, okay. because
1: like 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 I, like, um, like crazy, I think right? yeah mm-hmm. some
0: some uh, they added some sprinkling to it because okay. at at sixteen you start uni back in the day i don't see how even we weaker we finished shs around 17
1: 18. Uh, uh, shs sure we went four years old you forgotten to... but even yeah even, we, we... we've been taking the four years out it's 18.
0: exactly so then yeah you go to how...
1: yeah you go you finish uh bc around 15 you know 15 14 or 16 you you then you come out let's say 18 19 you know so okay. yeah
0: so, yeah, what time he, did you
1: go to SS and then? <laughs> yeah, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, so then um, they gave a story of um, him in London. So, story of how Cheddar sold clothes and bought his first car at 16. While at Waltham Forest College, Cheddar continued to put the entrepreneurial skills he discovered at a young age in Ghana to use. He started selling clothes a friend gave him and made money from selling those clothes to people he used the money he made economically and managed to buy his first car at 16 then there's another story of how he started scrap business so the car he bought at some point he sold to a friend and then he got money off of it and then he was like oh okay so i could be selling scrap so then he would buy scraps from people and then sell it to other people later he showed it to a friend who offered to buy uh so he sold the car for sixty-five pounds. Okay. Then from selling scraps, now he started a telco company in the United Kingdom. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So
1: scraps.
0: Yes. So telco after selling
1: the... <laughs> telco company is a billion dollar <laughs> uh,
0: after okay. selling After some time in the scrap business, Cheddar moved to set up a telco company in the United Kingdom called Global Telecommunications and Utilities during his time at the university. However, he dropped out of the university when he saw that he was becoming successful in his telco business. Okay. Yeah. And then later, he sold the telco business to an investor for 410,000 pounds. And then he returned to Ghana when he was twenty-one. Hey, he did all this
1: before twenty-one.
0: Thank you, Midas. Hey,
1: Elon Max <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk <Skrada. laughs> Come so, on. Yeah. So see, see, if he did all this before twenty-one, we would have had we would have heard of him before now. Trust me. You know how sometimes people are proud to like a cracker is proud to like 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 share on their social media pages. Do you know? Then I attended and uh, APAM Senior Schools, uh, APAM, whatever, is also proud to show. And some pages are proud to show, like, do you know this person is from Ghana? He, at the age of this and Massa, Massa. Come on. <laughs> ah, yeah, what so, are you talking about?
0: <clears throat> so, yeah, he moved to Ghana in 2001 and he started a nightclub in Osu called Temptations. A few years later, he founded Wonder World Entertainment an artist management business that saw him work with Ghana-based Liberian rapper and songwriter Scientific. Where is he now? The next thing he did was go into real estate business. Cheddar's many years in the real estate industry have seen him become one of the most successful and famous people in the real estate business. So yeah, like there are so many phenomenal phenomenal buildings in a car that this man has put up hands down there's this building right at Dan entering Osu. Mm, mm, okay mm. i don't I know if yeah, you've seen you've seen that building i, see,
1: I saw i saw
0: like so. I, I never knew like he was the one putting it up but oh, today okay. I, found, I found out all of these and mm. then there's a building he put up at a airport or the Nyaho stretch going to shangrela mm,
1: okay, a, a very
0: a nice building where he puts his mom's face at the side that's okay. like his uh tribute or, or or not to or memorial to his mom then he also has avenue lincoln named after his son that's like mm. a a stretch of houses offices townhouses and apartments within one community mm. so like yeah infrastructure wise really but i have a question wise. okay i
1: have a question why do these um uh and i i i, I get it because i think i of do the same but why do these um people from these rich Holmes always want to make it like you know it wasn't dad's money it was my money i i i also did something you know <laughs> when clearly you could tell like a lot of these things you are talking about was actually dad's money like come on <laughs> you know
0: yeah like you're talking about how uh how do they call it like kylie jenner one time said self-made uh-huh self-made yeah you weren't really self-made because from this even like your schooling in london was not by scholarship it wasn't it it wasn't by scholarship so there's some foundation there yeah some foundation there
1: i think they they always want to make it look like i wasn't spoon-fed you know so don't think of me as a daddy or a mommy's boy and i don't want anything from you i actually worked to get this but honestly that's what led you or whoever the writer is paid well enough to come up with stories like this because trust me if all those things he had accomplished these things like he really said i'm telling you we would have heard of it by now why are we hearing of him after um this political thing i heard of him even before this political thing but why are we hearing about him like that after he put up, I think when his name really started like popping up was when he put up the building around the Danqua Circle. He bought he bought this uh, Lamborghini. I think was it was not an Aventador? I think yeah, it was an Aventador. And he put it I think in front of the place. And then it was he bought it from Ron- Cristiano Ronaldo. I think if my, mm. if my the story I had at that time was correct, mm. he bought it from Cristiano Ronaldo and put it on display there. So that's really when his name really started ringing. I was like, ah, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Why were we now hearing of him when? He was doing these amazing things at 16. Come on. Come on.
0: Yeah. So basically, political me, I have like I'm I'm a bit skeptical. Um, when it comes to him coming into politics, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical because it's scary and it, it seemed to look like a movie script. You know how like uh, I don't really know the exact movie, but I watch a couple of a couple of uh, foreign movies where they come like the saviors, mm. and then once they come into power, they start to dominate and torment, oh, and seen. then we wish
1: like. You know, you know, you, 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 you what you are saying is what you are saying is spot on. Saying that you are going to like um, um, what, what uh, thirty days to 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 all corrupt uh, leaders and whatnot. How much yeah. evidence do you have within 30 days to go through the court system and then put them in? I mean, if they deserve to be there, perfect. Put them there. But 30 days, it tells me some it gives me some kind of autocratic feel to it. And which I don't know. He might he might have to sit back a little and then really like grow into the shoes of this thing that he wants to do. But then again, hopefully, hopefully not too long. You understand? Hopefully he doesn't have to sit mm. too long. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so, we, we need some we need some young brains in there, but then again, settings man Charlie I mean, <laughs> re-brand, rebrand the settings and come properly, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um he, he's also a philanthropist, you know. He's done some okay. good works, paying bills of people in hospitals, mm. uh helping them undergo surgery mm. and like doing general donations, even during COVID he donated some food items to communities and stuff like that. Now he also wants to put up a building called Graduators where uh, people who come out of tertiary don't have to go back and live with their families but then they have an apartment ready for them to like start living in. Like it's a good idea but then I also feel like it's still the people who have access or people who have a way of Getting to him will have access to that property. Imagine if that <laughs> building is built in Accra. Are uh, people outside Accra are going to have access? Like it's uh, is a. But if he does it, is is laudable. Yeah. So uh, I don't. His political. Uh, what should I say? His status or credibility is very questionable. Okay, mm. I think he he should set aside like some five years to work to work on who he is there should be some form of transparency Mm. and he should be involved in talks about the youth okay like i Mm. see him he has a youtube channel where he talks about his mindset and his training and stuff like that but i've not like categorically had his opinion on let's say heights in prices or policies okay. that are, mm. ha, are, like, being implemented, or mm. let's say, um, occupied Julobi lobby and stuff like that. I've not really yeah, heard yeah. his voice on it or yeah. his opinion, even mm. though he's saying people come into governance, 85, blah, blah, blah. That's just, like, an interview that was done. But he, hearing his voice on social and political issues is very minimal. So I think he should set aside some five years to do proper rebranding of himself and like be active vocally on the political scenes then we, we can actually consider him but I think right now and we are doing MPP and NDC for some time.
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunately for because comments comments around this even like people are like what didn't they say like we've heard all exactly, these people, He's, he he kind of like,
1: reminds people of Adudi, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah, like nothing new, same old, just rebranding mm. and stuff like that. So, mm. I mean, we really want change, oh, but Charlie, not just any change, not just any change. So, so yeah, that that's about it on Cheddar. I still don't get how one man has three names. Uh.
1: Three, and you know uh, he, uh, wait, wh- why why don't you get to, three? What what do you mean three like first names kind of? Or... No,
0: no, no, not three first names. So his original name is something Kwame Bidia or something, and okay. then he is known as Cheddar. Okay? okay, then he is also known as Freedom Jacob Caesar, which is not his birth name.
1: Okay, so what's his official name now?
0: His. People call him if he is introducing himself, he introduces himself as Freedom Jacob Caesar. And he has something like a coat of arm um, with that name, Freedom Jacob Caesar. f j c
1: how are we even going to take
0: his ears when
1: you are using? How are we going to take his ears when you are not even you are not even using your local names? Eh? Nice name like Bidiaku. You say Bidiaku name
0: yeah, Nana Kwame Bediako. Nana
1: Kwame Bediako. Nice day I love you, Jacob. Go and sit down.
0: So yeah, like that's first thing. I don't trust you with so many aliases. I mean Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um our next stories. It's all about Hilda Bassi, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I let me let me just say this. I wanted to have um, I wanted to have Pam on this one, but she's she's in South Africa right now. Shout outs, Pam
0: Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, Hilda Bassi on a podcast interview somewhere in the UK, I think, made certain comments, right? Hmm. Yeah, so she said she has tried the best of um, Ghana Jollof from a chef. And she thinks Ghana jollof is not jollofin. Nigerian jollof be the thing. It's the ish, like smoked and all. Maybe I mean me this jollof battle you over me, you no need because it's. I think it's more about who cooks it, <laughs> uh. like the individual cooking it. Because you can taste the best jollof in Ghana and still taste the worst jollof in Ghana, depending on who cooked it. Or how it was cooked, and then you can taste the best jollof in Nigeria and taste the worst jollof in Nigeria. So if you've eaten one random chef's jollof and it's bad, doesn't it mean uh, Ghana jollof is bad.
1: You know, um, you 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 have you have been in Nigeria. You tell us generally. Let's not take the chef out. Like if you are like ten random. Jollof from homemade and restaurant from uh, Nigeria. And uh, that, that also depends on how long you spend there, right?
0: Exactly. But
1: 10 random jollof, both home cooked in different houses mm-hmm. and then at the restaurant. And then 10 random at, okay, let me use five. Five is five, 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 five should be okay if you live there at least two years.
0: Yeah, Which I lived there for? for two years. It's like Which two years. Go for? If, if, yeah. if you were out of the and,
1: country right now and they said choose a jollof location now. Which would you go? Where would you so go? So the
0: thing is, the thing is, I've eaten more jollof in Ghana than I've eaten in Nigeria. You I mm. don't remember eating jollof in Nigeria when I was there. My mom owned okay. a restaurant, and she wasn't selling jollof. She cooked like fried rice, and then oh, so that's local... what the restaurants started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, okay, then okay, there okay. um, what's it called? There are local delicacies, and then maybe plain rice like Nigeria plain rice goes with plantain. Is a must and then beef and stuff like that. And fried rice is more common in Nigeria than uh, what's it called? Jollof rice, to be honest, because they have a way of making their fried rice. Not like fried the way we take, take, take that again. I'm saying fried rice is more common in Nigeria, or in my point of view, it's more common okay. in Nigeria than jollof rice. Okay. Like they have a way of making their fried rice, not like the way we make it here in Ghana. And oh, okay. Everywhere, every restaurant you go, you, you get their. Fried rice and then plain rice with... They love their plain rice with their stew plantain on the side and some beef. Yeah. Okay. But I don't remember eating jollof, to be honest, in Nigeria. Okay. I ate, And then even when we went out to other restaurants, it was, we were either getting the pizza, the burger, and those stuff. Mm. Potatoes, potato fries, and stuff like that, but not jollof. So I don't even know where this jollof thing is coming from or how it started.
1: But, so, so to you to you jollof is not even that popular in nigeria like that like
0: yeah yeah at the time okay. when i was okay. there no jollof. And, and the last this year i went to nigeria again i didn't eat jollof No. Nah. okay I didn't eat so jollof. you've
1: probably never even eaten jollof in nigeria or maybe no bread. oh
0: never. No. no i don't even remember my mom cooking jollof for us in nigeria but As in opposed Ghana, to
1: yes. Ghana where yes. Christmas need, of ni, right?
0: Uh-huh. You see, like, the official rice dish in Ghana is either jolo or wachi. Facts.
1: Fried rice serves like, bed, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. It's either jolo or wachi. Uh-huh. Interesting.
1: Uh-huh. Interesting.
0: But I know for Nigeria official rice dish is plain rice or fried okay. rice. Okay. I've never seen wachi in Nigeria. Sorry. No.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So um for me, you know, that wasn't the only comment she made, but I think we'll get to the other one later, right? But for yep. me, I think that was very needless. Like whatever she said there was very needless. Why? Why? Because when she competed, no, not competed, but when she did her <laughs> um cooking marathon thing, you know, the support from all over Africa, not just Nigeria and Ghana, was there. You understand? The support mm. was there. People were even changing their nationality, saying that oh, you could take. They said you could. They, they should give her. They should give Nigeria. Uh, what's 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 that lady's name?
0: Is it Chef Dummy?
1: No, 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 no. they are, no. At that time, Chef dummy hadn't even come in a conversation.
0: Ah, at that time the indian the indian who had a record
1: no, no 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 at that woman. time this lady had an issue that was going on in the court in the u.s uh haja uh, oh, ah, uh, for real right so they were saying uh, oh nigeria can take haja for real whilst we take um heoda right so for me i feel like the support was there ghana supported you like it was like you were actually from ghana And so did a lot of other countries i think this is very very needless and that goes to say that i think we should actually watch the things that we say when we are given the platform on certain places you understand because like you passing certain comments before you know you you actually because after that thing i heard she came to ghana had interviews and whatnot in ghana you understand if you had some business opportunities in ghana do you think you still have them right now do you think people because of
0: your love
1: I'll oh yeah it wasn't movie. and you see that's, that's that's you see how i started i started by saying that wasn't the only comment she made that wasn't the only comment she made she said something about like Ghanaian women choosing nigerian men over the amen okay so that wasn't the only comment so I, my point is like you just have to kind of watch like what you say it might not be it might be on a joking joking level it might be on a jovial level it might be on a playful level but you still have to watch what you say because these are some of these people support you regardless of where you came from. They say, like, oh, this is an Africa. Oh, Nigeria people, there they are people. And then you should see the way, you see the face. You see, it's not just jollofu. You should see the face that she made when she said, I've eaten a tolo beefy one. You see the face that she made. And when the guy said, Oh, it's delicious, you see the face that she made, like, Okay, it's delicious to you. Okay, <laughs> whatever. But I've eaten that and I've eaten the best from whoever and whoever and whoever. It wasn't that good. You should watch what you say, you understand? Because these are some people that supported you. That's how I feel, you understand? So, mm. yeah, that's just how I feel
0: about that. Okay. Uh, me, personally, I, it's her opinion. She's entitled to her opinion. She's made her... her, Or she, she said what she had to say about it. But at the end of the day, I don't... Like, I think we have too many serious issues to be focused on than what Hilda Basi is saying about our jollof. Because, like I said, if you've tasted one bad jollof in Ghana, you, you can equally taste a very great jollof in Ghana and you can taste a very bad jollof in Nigeria and a very good jollof in Nigeria based on who is cooking it. So for me, it's who is cooking it and their method of cooking. And then your taste buds. Because mind you, what tastes what good to you might taste bad to another person. And what tastes bad to some other person will taste good to another person. And even the pioneers of the Jollof rice, the Senegalese, don't take a world cup like we Nigerians and Ghanians. How we, 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 we've we taken this Jollof thing to a whole nother level. I guess it's all entertainment. I me, mean, If you ask me, it's entertainment. It's, it's not deeper than that. It's just we
1: catching cruise right yeah right now you have people dragging hair left right because they feel like yo what i talking about just because you, you 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 did a three-day cooking challenge doesn't make you the the chef of all chefs the
0: mm-hmm.
1: the uh the ambassador of jollof you know <laughs> no like some of these people have to watch you know you know you no, know, some uh, Koji Seldon said this thing, and I agree with him. He was talking about how um, I forgotten the way he put it. But he was talking about how a lot of um, a lot of these Nigerian people that when they, when they are coming up, they, they, they get support from Ghana, and then they get on a bigger platforms. It's normally outside. It's normally even not in Nigeria or Ghana. It's normally on the international platform in UK or the US, and then they pass certain comments that make it look like something of theirs is better when probably the inspiration didn't even come from their place i'll give an example um when Kid, when wiskid back in the azonto azonto days when with uh, azonto was very popular right we all know where azonto came from um mm-hmm. wiskid uh wiskid had i think chris brown came in ghana had a show whatever whatever and then they went i think they went to the us and from what um chris brown was saying he, he was told that the thing was from uh, Nigeria, actually. The dance and everything was from Nigeria. He was sitting right next to him and didn't say a word. You you, you get it. So it's like, mm-hmm. there's this thing of like, look at um, this piano thing, for example. The Nigerians are taking over it. The next thing you know, they're claiming that it is actually from their place. You understand? So I feel like um, sometimes you support these people from other countries, and then they get to these platforms and want to kind of like, claim the thing or want to uh, might not really suit this particular conversation but you have the person wants to make it look like oh this thing is from our country or we do it better than that country when well, the inspiration didn't even come from your country and you still got the support of that country anyway there's no need for you to be for you to be doing that i think whiskey really caught flames for that i don't remember whether he also said something like it was from ghana but i remember whiskey sorry chris brown said oh he knows this thing is from nigeria and Whiskey was there. It was like, I'm guessing who told him that? Who told him <laughs> You understand? So, I beg our Nigerian brothers, me and sisters. We support you, but when you get on the platform, don't make it look like you were the pioneers of it when you know it wasn't, it wasn't you. Or don't, like past certain ma- you should watch that video again and see the, the face that Lady made when she was talking about the Tolo beefy one. Like you see the you see the way that tone and it the, the, the Tolo beefy one and the guy was like, Oh, it's delicious. He's like, Yeah, yeah, that that, that one, that one. <laughs> like, come on, come on. It's very unnecessary. Charlie, oh, I've eaten Ghana and your love, it's okay. I've eaten Nigerian your love, it's okay. I mean, they are both good. I think me for me, it's what she said on that platform for me it's actually um well how do i say this? it's actually an advice to me i look at the situation i'm like yeah we should watch our comments on certain platforms someone someone might not take it the way you said it somebody took that whole video and rephrased the whole thing and a lot of people didn't even watch the video they went straight into the comments flaming her. and she was she's still trending i don't know when that video happened but she's still trending because somebody took it the wrong way and said something else But when you listen to the video, you look at her demeanor and you can actually even feel like the person who actually recaptured the whole thing isn't too far off, honestly. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. So, her second comment on that same podcast was that uh, deep down, Ghanaian women desire Nigerian men. I mean, I don't even know how. I, I didn't watch the podcast. Or the video of it but i don't know how the conversation started for her to get to that point like how do you know <laughs> that Niger- ghanian women desire nigerian men deep down how do you know that how did you conclude at that how yeah i'll ask her i'll send her a tweet
1: needless comment needless comment
0: Yeah, like this one. Yeah, I'm like, because it has nothing to do with cooking. You are known for cooking. So I don't know how this came about in the conversation and for her to pass that comment that deep down, Ghanaian women desire Nigerian men. Why not Korean men? Why not? I want to cry.
1: Very needless comment. And how kind of heading. How kind of heading.
0: Because, like, what's the difference between a Nigerian man and a Guardian man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are on a platform, and I'm watching my
0: words, just like I do that to watch my words. Why am I going to say nothing? I, I don't, I don't but it's a needless it. comment. <laughs> yeah you know I then don't, i don't get it
1: she <laughs> it, dated
0: a, a Ghanaian man and and a, a nigerian man like
1: so how? loki loki you're trying to say that okay so the Ghanaian the Ghanaian man is not better than a nigerian man and these are t- these are t- the com- comparisons and silly talk we do on twitter you don't go on platforms and then sit there cross your boots and then be come on like
0: yeah, or like like she, she, don't see, she don't see she not see the
1: support from Ghana when she 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 that's when she's still training she don't see the support from Ghana when she when she was doing that her marathon thing. she didn't see the support and yeah and I'm telling you if she had like sort of if they were looking forward to like do some ambassadorial not ambassadorial but I don't even know if there were some deals from companies in Ghana that wanted to reach out to her and work with her on certain things I don't think they they still want to right now the public, the way a public will see her, like, in those, in, 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 I don't know, if you put her out there, how will the public look at it? So the marketing team will be like, oh, no, nah, I don't think we still should go ahead with this move Or Yeah, understand? We, we got to watch our comments when we actually have the platform, when we get bigger, you know? We really have to. Yeah, I
0: mean, I feel, yeah, I, I guess uh, her PR needs to sit her down and, like, coach her, but I feel it's not that deep at the end of the day. Like, the comments she, she could have said even way worse things, but these are just, like, entertainment things, catching crews, like, we need something to talk about, so here's something we can talk about. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I feel like with a little touch-up damage control, she can fix this. It's, it's really not that deep to me. Yeah. So, I guess we are done for today. Oh, what do you say?
1: Um, we're done. I don't remember the last time we went over one hour. We
0: <laughs> wow, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, what well, were you we didn't even check about? the time, right? No, I don't even know what we're talking about that we've passed one hour.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think we, we spent a lot of time on um the whole um yeah. Katie Hammond thing. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: all right, anyways, yeah, so we are done for today's episode. I don't think we have last words, or do we? I don't think
1: so. I don't think so. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh, basically, that's the end of today's episode, guys, ladies, gentlemen, whoever you are listening to us today. If you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, do not forget to leave a rate and a review, okay? Wherever you see this post up, click on it. Let us know what you think about all that we've discussed today, especially uh, Katie Hammond, Minister of Trade, wanting to pass into law the restriction of the importation of certain items. Let us know what you think or what can be done and all of that. And would you vote for Cheddar, Nana Kwame Bidiakon, Freedom, Jacob, Caesar, all in one. All right. Now until next week, people. Stay safe, be good. We love you, Wavy. Do have a great week.
1: You too, girl.
0: All right. Bye, we out. Bye, bye. bye.